Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. I am incredibly excited to be welcoming Lila Mason to chat on this today. Uh, As I sit here in my office um, on a Friday morning at quarter to six, uh, Lila's just arrived in Brussels in in, um, Europe uh, and it looks incredibly beautifully sunny over there. And luckily, uh, the morning, even though it's been incredibly cold the last few mornings, wasn't quite as cold this morning. So I'm feeling nice and cozy too. Now, Lila is the absolute go-to with regards to children's health and well-being and is someone I highly respect and frequently refer to her clinic, her book, her webinars on a very, very regular basis. Let me start by formally introducing you, Lila, to the audience. So Lila is a consultant pediatrician who specializes in nutritional and environmental medicine for children. She's the mother of two wonderful grown-up boys, one of which you're visiting now in Brussels. And she's previously had a very, very busy clinic in Auckland, New Zealand, for 14 years before moving to Sydney in 2016. She received her medical doctorate from the Free University of Berlin and did her pediatric specialist training at the University of California in San Francisco. She received her Master in Public Health and from Harvard University and her diploma in tropical medicine from London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Lila has worked in the US, Europe, New Zealand, and volunteered for two years setting up a rural clinic in Pakistan. She lectures internationally on the subject of children's nutrition and an integrative medicine approach to pediatric issues, including autism spectrum disorders, ADHD, behavioral issues, allergies, recurrent infections, and autoimmune diseases. She's the author of The Children's Health A to Z, a parent's practical guide to natural and effective therapies for most common health um, issues in childhood. I can't actually um, explain to all of you out there how incredible this book is. It's a book that somehow disappears frequently from my practice and doesn't return. Um, So I do buy this and keep it stocked in our practice because it's such a wonderful hands-on tool for parents to really help them with a natural approach to helping to boost and support their children's health. So thank you, Lila, so very much for taking the time to chat to us today. Firstly, could you start by telling us where you are and a little bit about yourself and why you're so unbelievably passionate about children's health? Hi, Peggy. Thank you so much for um, talking with me today. It's such a pleasure to be connecting with you. And I am in hot Brussels. It's so hot here. I actually hate to talk about it because I'm sure you're shivering as I was two days ago when I was still in the Southern Hemisphere. That's Um, right. It's beautiful here and um, I already miss the ocean, but (laughs) um, it's wonderful to be close to my the family that lives in Europe. So I have a big part of my family is here. Um, I have been passionate about children's health since I was five years old. I actually had an amazing pediatrician and he told me when I was five, Lila, one day you'll be my assistant. <laughs> and oh. I took him by the word. And really, since then, I've been working towards becoming a pediatrician. So, and then I, you know, when I was working in Pakistan, setting up a clinic, it became so clear to me that nutrition and environment have a huge amount to do with how healthy people are. 
and um, I mean, there it was, of course, malnutrition, you know, and um, and a very monotonous diet due to poverty. But then when I moved to the United States, to California, to do my pediatric training, um, it was a different type of malnutrition, you know, the standard American diet that made kids sick. And it just became so clear to me that how much the immune system has to do with lifestyle. And that's really, you know, the topic of today, you know, how, how do you get someone healthy? And it's, I think you can do so much through nutrition and lifestyle. And, you know, we, we love doing a lot of research on genes and blame our genes, but we are, we can overcome genetic challenges. And even let's say, you know, some people talk about vitamin D receptor genes not being perfect, but just by getting more sunshine, you can overcome that or by taking a vitamin D supplement, right? So we are not the slaves of our genes. It's really the lifestyle that makes a big difference. And the reason I'm so particularly um, fascinated and enthusiastic about children's health and lifestyle is because when you get children started on a healthy path with good nutrition, you know, good um, exercise, good sleep, all of those things, you set them up for a healthy life long, you know, mm. and not just for mm. the time being, but even as adults, if they if they are set up in this pattern, they continue it. If they love eating healthy food, they will continue to love eating healthy food. Mm -hmm. And whatever happens to you in those first few years of life really sets out a trajectory for life. Absolutely. And also future generations for that matter, you know. That's true. Mm. Um, I'm interested to know if you can sum up the sort of fundamentals that really help to boost and support a healthy immune system in our young ones. Yeah, that's such an important topic right now in the winter, right? With, uh, um, with everybody being sick. Mm. Um, I was, you know, um, doing telehealth until a couple of days ago in Sydney and everybody was sick. Everybody had infections and fevers. And I think there is a lot you can do with very, very simple steps. Number one is a healthy diet, really not succumbing to the attraction uh, of a standard Australian, standard American or standard New Zealand diet, which is, you know, very processed, highly processed and high in sugar and high in white flour and all those things. You want to eat your five handfuls of vegetables a day. If you do that, you are creating a healthy microbiome and a healthy immune system. So if you just do that, get five handfuls of vegetables into your children, the size of the hand is the child's hand, um, and into yourselves, you'll make a huge difference to your immune system. Only 5% of our population gets the five handfuls. So you know, if you do, clap yourself, pat yourself on the back because that's amazing. And if you don't, don't feel bad, but just start increasing it by one handful every week or even every other week, you know, and just find new ways of introducing vegetables in a fun way. So that's, I think, the very first step. Number two is then um, the ingredients in the diet, you know. So there are certain things that are ingredients in, in our um, diet that are absolutely essential for good immune system. And I would say number one is zinc. And our mm. soils in Australia and New Zealand are low on zinc. So a lot of people do not get enough zinc. And children who are growing fast actually need more zinc per kilogram of body weight than an adult. 
And if you are low in zinc, you get lots of infections. You get lots of colds. Your skin may not heal very fast. And, you know, um, croup and bronchitis and pneumonia and just, you know, coughs are all much more common if you're low in zinc. So making sure you get enough zinc. If you check your own fingernails or your children's, if you have white spots on the nails, that's a sure sign of low zinc. So you can get zinc drops, you can get zinc in capsules. So it's really important to get that zinc into you. And I think it, it is actually hard to get it from your diet. So if you get lots of infections, take some zinc. And then Beautiful. vitamin D. And that's, of yeah. course, low in the winter, right? In the summer, we all get enough vitamin D from the sunshine, except if we are super careful with slip, slap, slop to prevent sunburn, which, of course, is very important to prevent um skin cancer but you also you do need vitamin d and i test a lot of children's vitamin d levels in their blood in the summer 95 percent of kids have good levels in the winter i would say 80 percent are low or deficient so that's really important and you can get that as a supplement in europe every child gets vitamin d supplementation for the first few years in life it's it's public health policy because it's so clear how important vitamin D is, not just for your immune system, but also for your bone health. So having nice straight bones and for your mood, you know, that seasonal mm -hmm. affective disorder, sad, where people get depressed in the winter is clearly related to low vitamin D. And then the third one, I would say third most important is vitamin C. So yes. if you eat your five handfuls of vegetables a day and your two handfuls of fruit, for sure you get enough vitamin C. But if mm. you don't, if you eat, you know, white bread with Nutella for breakfast or wheat bakes with milk and then, you know, a cheese sandwich for lunch and some pasta or potato with some meat for dinner, you don't get vitamin C. So you need to eat your fruits and vegetables. <laughs> and mm. those three nutrients, I think, if you get them right, I mean, of course, there are lots of other components of the immune system, but that's really, if you just mm. do these things right, you will be much, much healthier and so will be your children. And then, in addition to nutrition, the, um, there are other parts of the lifestyle and environment. So number one, number two would be sleep for me. Mm. Um, if you sleep enough, which very few people do, <laughs> and even amongst children, there's an epidemic of sleep deprivation. Most kids don't get enough sleep. They wake up before they should. And the less you sleep, the more infections you get. So there are really beautiful studies that show that if someone sleeps like three, four hours less, this is on adults, they have like double the risk of getting influenza um, or other infections. So sleep is very important for your immune system. So make sure your child gets enough sleep. They need as much sleep as they need to wake up rested in the morning, jump out of bed happily, and have mm -hmm. enough energy to get through the day without... I mean, of course, if they're young, they need nap. That's okay. But, you know, you don't want kids who just... Um, lounge around all day and say, I'm too tired to get out. I can't go and play. I just want to lie here. That's not yeah. enough energy. Yeah. Mm. And then exercise. Again, you know, if you exercise every day for 30 to 60 minutes, your natural killer cells go up. So those are the cells that fight infection, mm. lots of cytokines, you know, so all the messengers in our immune system that fight infection become much stronger and you get fewer infections. So that's also really important. And then um, environmentally, I think um, mold is terrible. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in the winter when it's cold and we may not open the windows very much because it is too cold and maybe too humid, 
and mold grows very, very well. And it's bad for immune systems. You know, you, children who grow in moldy apartments or houses are definitely at high risk of getting chest infections. So mm. you need to ventilate. You get rid of the mold. The best way of preventing mold is by ventilation. You know, when the air moves, mold can't grow. And um, and finding the source, of course, of the mold. You know, is it just not enough ventilation, or is there a broken pipe in the wall, or is there, you know, is your place built on a damp surface that you know? Then you just ideally have to get out. <laughs> but you know, usually you can do something about it. So I would say those would be my my number one, two, three, yeah. four. <laughs> the healthy nutrition and your vitamins, your sleep, your exercise, and avoiding mold. They're brilliant. And um, not to be a complete putting a dampener on all of this, um, as we were talking about before we started recording, uh, we've had some pretty significant weather events here in New Zealand. Um, so we're, we're in a bit of a tough situation. One, we've had a huge amount of rain. Uh, we have a big mould problem as a consequence of that. Um, we haven't seen as much as much sunlight as we would like because our summer really didn't kick in as it uh, typically would. And then the other big issue we've had, which I'd love to know your opinion, is um, the cost of living, obviously, we've talked about has gone up. Uh, so, and unfortunately, the cost of fruits, fresh fruits and vegetables, because of the rain damage, they are in short supply uh, and the cost has gone up. Now, what is your opinion uh, with regards to snap frozen vegetables and the nutri nutrients you might be able to get from those? I love snap frozen fruits and vegetables. I think, you know, they actually keep their nutrients really, really well better than um, fruit and mm. vegetables that are not frozen at the source. So mm. I think that's perfectly fine. And it is often cheaper, you know, and you can get yes. things out of season. So, yes. you know, I'm, um, I love eating berries and I think yeah. it's very healthy, all the antioxidants, you know, great mm. brain, brain food. Mm. But, you know, berries in the winter are hard to find or super expensive and often not organic. So, and you can get always frozen organic berries at the supermarket yes. at any time of the year. And they're actually more affordable. And they are have just as many antioxidants as the, yeah. the freshly picked ones. That's, um, yeah, that's exactly what we've been doing in our family is um, there is a beautiful organic range here in New Zealand that you can get readily and they now have started to do uh, frozen vegetables as well. So um, that is a wonderful practical tip. Tell us um, about your wonderful book, which I talked about earlier. Uh, what was your, the impetus for writing this book? And thank mm -hmm. you for doing so because it's a wonderful um, resource for everybody. I really highly recommend everybody should have a copy of this. Um, and tell us um, what can parents expect if they if they were to pick up a copy. So I wrote that book to really make um, my knowledge available to everyone, not just to people who come and see me in my clinic. And it's um, very practical advice on what to do for common childhood illnesses. So, like, if your child, for example, gets a fever and a cold, what do you do? You know, and what are the most effective natural treatment options? And, you know, if your kid gets diarrhea or is constipated or has acne or eczema, you know, what are the very practical, natural treatments that you can get easily? You know, you don't have to find some specialty store to find the, the treatment options, but um, and they're effective and they're, you know, they uh, are evidence based 
So mm -hmm. it's, um, I just really feel that it's such simple advice. And mm -hmm. of course, also, you know, things I learned by having children myself, <laughs> not just by being a pediatrician, but I realized how scary and stressful it can be when your kids get sick. And you mm. want to just be able to quickly look up. Look up. <laughs> My child mm. has a fever. What do I do? You know. Um, I, um, so, mm. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, just to share um, some personal um, uh, our history, if you like. I've got. I like you. I've got two children. Uh, they're both now teenagers, and you know there is a way forward. I, I want to give people hope that you know. I thanks because I have known you for the last twenty years. Um, I remember coming to your house um, and you used to give these wonderful um, how to raise healthy kids talks um, and um, I learned so much about how to raise healthy children in a natural way and um, you know my children thrive they've always thrived and have they been sick yes they've been sick um, but they've got through it and they've and I've been able to do it in a really natural way so that we haven't had to introduce things that are foreign to them, but they've been able to, um, you know, almost have a stronger immune system and a stronger immune response as a consequence. Um, in chiropractic, we, you know, we work with the spine and the nerve system, and it's really about helping the nerve system work unimpeded uh, without any interference to help support that healthy immune response. So it's really empowering as a parent to know that you have got so many tools at your fingertips to help your children thrive and um it doesn't have to be as scary as it often is um when your child does get sick and um this book really has helped so many people lila thank you um thank you the one thing that has really struck us here particularly over the last few years and i know we could get into some really interesting discussions about that but is you know we've had a lot of stress um in the world and uh, we've probably had lots of inactivity. Um, so we haven't been moving as much as we've used to. Because of the stress, we've probably been eating in a way that hasn't is not conducive to healthy immune function. And I think as a consequence, what we're seeing in practice is many, many, many children are suffering with these recurrent infections, uh, particularly respiratory um, infections such as bronchiolitis. I've got lots of little babies at the moment we're checking who have had visits to hospital, which in the past probably wouldn't have happened in, in the same uh, numbers as I think we're seeing at the moment. Why do you think this is? Well, as you pointed out, stress is not good for the immune system, right? So, you know, when you are stressed, your immune system goes down. And if parents are stressed, their immune systems and their children's immune systems are depressed. So... Mm. I think we, in addition to the, you know, the four points I made before, um, becoming unstressed is a really important thing, but it's maybe not quite as easy, you know? I mean, there are beautiful apps out there like the Smiling Mind app that is free and mm. gives you very, very nice relaxation exercises. And you can train yourself to be unstressed, you know? I mean... I don't want yes. to minimize the stress of having it is you know, a choice, isn't it? Um, and a sick family, um, and also and this is not something you can just wish away, and and suddenly you're happy. But you can calm down your anxiety to a point where your immune system functions better by just learning to breathe calmly. You know, 
And if you breathe mm-hmm. calmly and do those relaxation exercises, sleep better. And if you sleep better, you're first of all happier, but your immune system is stronger as well. Um, I do think that we've had a very stressful few years. And um, I think that, you know, the immune system from the mother has a lot to do with the baby's immune system. So if their baby has bronchiolitis, you know, it's about the health of the mother. And as we always, you know, say on an airplane, you put the oxygen mask first on yourself and then on your child. And for mothers, they often forget that, you know, they really need to look after their own health and eat the healthy food and take the supplements. And if a mother takes vitamin D and breastfeeds their baby, the baby gets the vitamin D through the breast milk and then both are helped. Yes. And the same goes for zinc. If the mother eats, you know, takes a zinc supplement and eats a healthy diet, it, it not only optimizes her own immune system, but the baby's. And, yes. you know, that, that that makes a big difference. And I think, you mm. know, breastfeeding is also, I mean, I'm a lactation consultant as well as a mm. pediatrician. And I actually became a lactation consultant when I had my second baby, who's now almost 22. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> but because I thought this is so important, you know, how can I be a pediatrician without talking about breastfeeding? Because mm. that really sets up the health for the child, the immune system for life. And of course, there are some people who can't breastfeed. Um, and, you know, there are um, other options. But we are, as mammals, we are evolved to breastfeed. And it is mm. the best thing for our children's immune system and their brain mm. and so on. But I think, um, you know, but if someone is stressed, their milk may dry up. Mm. Right? Um, if a mother is stressed, she may just be too overwhelmed to do that. So I think mm. reducing stress and getting support, getting support mm. from the family, from the community. And I mm. think that's one thing that I've taken from, from the pandemic and everything, how important community is, you know, because so many people came, became very, very lonely. And loneliness is a predictor of a poor immune system. Absolutely. So, that disconnect, that basic human need of connection, physical connection um, is so important. So um, if if a child, an infant uh, was getting these recurrent bronchiolitis, for example, um, without the book in front of me, what would we read in the book? What would we, what would be the top tips for that sort of thing? Well, I mean, for an infant, um, mm. I would say most of the things should go to the mom if she's breastfeeding. So she would have to take a good vitamin D supplement. And during mm. breastfeeding, the research actually shows that the mother has to take 5,000 international units a day to get enough mm. vitamin D through the breast milk to the baby. And, um, and then zinc. And I'd say the mother would need probably at least 25 milligrams. Mm. Of course, always work with your health professional to get the right dose for you and and the healthy diet and the vitamin c i mean you're not going to overdose dose on vitamin c from your diet right no so if you have can, if you you know eat can you give fresh, the, sorry sorry go ahead so i was just gonna say that if you eat um, like a cup of berries or a handful of berries a day and have some grapefruit i love when i get sick i drink mm. grapefruit juice and i feel like that <laughs> That vitamin C is the best vitamin C for me to get well. Liposomal vitamin C, of course, is amazing. Mm. Um, but, you know, if I can't get that, just drinking grapefruit juice usually cures me. Yeah. 
Of course, I take the vitamin D and zinc anyway. <laughs> and can you give an infant under one uh, vitamin D and C as zinc? Yeah, you can. So the first six months, I really, I mean, so it depends. If the baby is not breastfed, then mm. you, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is vitamin mm. D in formula, mm. um, but, um, you know, it depends how much they drink. And what time of year it is, mm. but you know there would be no harm in giving at least 400 IU daily to a baby. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and vitamin C, yeah, you could give a little bit of vitamin C. I think actually, as a food, may not be a bad idea. You know, mm. some fresh food if they're over six months old. So under six months, yeah. they should be exclusively breastfed. Mm. Um, and um, if they're a little bit older, there are also some beautiful herbal supplements like Prospan cough syrup. So I wouldn't give that to someone under six months, but I mean, you always want to, of course, check with a doctor that they don't have mm. pneumonia or something really mm-hmm. serious, that they don't need oxygen. But if they're just, you know, okay to stay at home and um, be cared for, Prospan cough syrup, I love. It's a ivy leaf extract. And works really, really well at calming down the cough. Mm. And a bit of fast nasal spray, just the normal saline spray that goes into the nose and then you can suck the nose um, or the snot out with a little bulb syringe. That's also really, really helpful. Another thing for infants and babies, I think is really important, is skin-to-skin contact. Yeah. When you put your baby skin to skin to your skin, you actually increase their endorphin levels. And endorphins are the calming neurotransmitters, but also they calm down the immune system. They don't just calm down the baby and make them happy, but the immune system. So they get a stronger immune system to fight infection and less inflammation. So that's what I did actually with my babies when they were young. They got sick. I just put them skin to skin, went to bed. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and it worked. Yeah. And also, you know, knowing that your children will get well. I mean, if you are worried, you know, if they really have trouble breathing, definitely take them to a doctor Mm. right away. Mm. But most children will get well. And, you know, it's it's so scary for parents. You know, I I know Mm. that, you know, when I used to work in the emergency department, we'd get parents who were totally freaked out because their child, you know, I had a cough or something and um, some of the doctors would roll their eyes and I thought, well, it is very scary, you know, yeah. but you don't know yeah. how sick your child is because you can't, you know, you just don't mm. know. I, mm. I would always rather have them been taken to a, yeah. a doctor than not. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing, um, and you put it so beautifully, is that, you know, children, it's inconvenient, right? They're, they're unwell. It's going to inconvenience you. Uh, but they do crave and need you and they need you to slow down while they're unwell so that they can get better again when they're little. Yeah, um, yeah. And that, that, you know, that time with the caregiver, with the mother, um, that skin to skin is very important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, I could carry on talking for hours, but um, <laughs> I suspect you've got a lovely dinner to get off to. And um, I am about to start practice in about 20 minutes once I've prepared. So thank you for taking the time. Um, We will share um, uh, the link to your webinars and your book um, in the show notes. And we also have a podcast just for the listeners that we did exploring 
mold and what we can do practical steps that we can do to really try and eliminate the mold in the house so uh, we'll also make reference to that anyway thank you Lila have a beautiful time in Europe and we look forward thank to connecting you so with much. you again soon